the Exodus. Scripture references Exodus 3 and Exodus 4. Can you identify with Moses, uh, if you will, or Kamal his sandals? Not me. When Moses comes to mind, the image projected is that of Charlton Heston, staff in hand, flowing frosted hair, and a booming voice. The half-life of an image can be deceiving. Then there is the Moses, who is just another extra special Sunday school story, the Old Testament, which is set in the concrete of antiquity. To put the matter in biblical perspective, <coughs> consider, however, the Bible is one book, not two, much less 66. It is God's continuing progressive revelation of his story. All tracks converge on the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Exodus is a major political event, pivotal event, and God's foundations for producing the bride of Christ, the church. To have a kingdom, there must be a king, and from eternity past that has been our Father God, Yahweh. A kingdom must also have subjects subservient to the king. That is what has been going on in Egypt for 400 years at this point. Finally, there must be some sphere in which the kingdom people reside. That was the destination of the Exodus, the promised land, Israel. Moses was not much to start with, but a true prototype of many present-day believers. He spent 40 years thinking he was somebody, 40 years discovering he was a nobody, and finally 40 years being of use to God, becoming a human deliverer of his people, which is in essence a prototype of Jesus who redeems and delivers his people. In the last verse of Genesis, Joseph dies at the age of 110. The Bible takes note that Joseph was embalmed, an unusual note. It is estimated that Joseph died shortly after the turn of the century, 1800 B.C., Three additional dates of significance are Jacob and family settled in Egypt in 1850 to 1870 B.C. The enslavement of Hebrews was probably done in steps, but the date of 1650 to 1680 B.C. is put forth as enslavement being complete. Finally, the Exodus tagged with a date from 1447 or 1448. In Exodus 12, Scripture gives a total time of Egypt was 430 years. It should be noted that scholars also propose a later date for the Exodus of around 1267. Much of the argument has to do with the, the passage in 1 Kings 6.1, which ties the date of to 400, 440 years for departure from a known date of Solomon's temple. Like other issues in the Bible, there is ambiguity. But that does not mean error. Let me suggest two things. First, to be a true believer in the Bible requires a certain tolerance for ambiguity. And second, the maximum that in essentials unity, in non-essentials liberty, and in all things love is applicable. In my opinion, it simply does not change the story as to when the date was in terms of meaning behind the the actual date. You know the background. 
Moses was found floating in the basket, reared by Pharaoh's daughter with all the privileges of the royal house, kills an Egyptian who was beating an Israeli. He flees to the desert of Midian and disappears for 40 years. It seems to me that Moses probably had a reasonable comfort level at this time. Solid employment, reasonable housing, good apparently, family life, and was enmeshed, was not enmeshed with political, political intrigue. When he saw a burning bush not being consumed, how easy would it have been for him to say, far out or awesome, and then continue on his way? Please recognize that God did not communicate with Moses until after Moses drew aside. Exodus chapter 3, verse 4, when the Lord saw, in my opinion, that is not any different than our situation where we have to draw aside in order for God to give his direction. Notice also that God is very patient with all of Moses' objections as long as they are reasonable because he knows the substance of our nature. Consider Jesus with Thomas. God affirms to Moses that he, God, will be whatever Moses needs, not wants. However, God's anger flashes when Moses makes sounds of rebellion. After a clear demonstration of God's power, Moses did not trust God completely. Scripture tells us God finally let Moses have a second best portfolio and brings in Aaron, who proves to be less than a stellar performer. If Moses had allowed God to go with plan A, how much better would it have been? The call of God and his anointing go together. I would recommend one make absolutely sure that God is calling as there are false callers, not the least of which is ourselves. That would lead us off the path. We must stop, draw aside, listen, be willing to be used by God and trust his word or promises. Honest doubts and questions the Lord will accept, but not rebellion. We Christians talk much about our Savior, and rightfully so. But let me suggest we need to give thought to the office of a deliverer. Ezra 8.31 Then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from the ambushes by the way. Galatians 1.4 Who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. Certainly a crude prototype, but Moses is a deliverer, and the story is important. Make it a blessed thing.